0: The New York Times' Mara Gay went on television yesterday to push her usual race-hustling nonsense. No surprise there, nothing newsworthy. But during the interview, she exposed an awkward fact about herself and her radical colleagues. She admitted that she is disturbed by the American flag.
1: I think uh, as long as they see Americanness as the same as one with whiteness, this is going to continue. We have to figure out how to get every American a place at the table in this democracy, but how to separate Americanness, America, from whiteness. until we can confront that and talk about that, this is really going to continue. I was on Long Island this weekend uh, visiting a really dear friend, and I was really disturbed. I saw you know dozens and dozens of pickup trucks with uh, you know, uh, explicatives against Joe Biden uh, on the back of them, yep. uh, Trump yep. flags, and some cases, just dozens of American flags, which, you know, uh, is also just disturbing because essentially the message was clear. It was, this is my country. This is not your yep. country. I own this.
0: <laughs> explicatives. Wow. New York Times editorial board. Make, maybe that's why she's on the board. Is she's making up new words. Wants to separate Americanness from whiteness. Got to get the white people out of there. Not just disturbed by white people though, disturbed by the American flag, the symbol of the country itself. What we've been saying, you know I hate to say, I told you so. What we've been saying from the beginning, this is not a movement against even some part of the country or some group in the country. It's a movement against the country itself. Now Mara's defenders are saying she was taken out of context. In reality, Of course, the problem is that she was being taken entirely in context. Lots of other leftists getting caught saying ugly things in context, too. That Yale lecturer who wants to shoot white people, Joe Biden's degenerate son, Hunter, and even the Vice President of the United States. We will give context to the context. I'm Michael Knowles, this is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. My favorite comment yesterday from Felicia, who says, I like to tune in to see what crazy claims Michael will make that will come true later on. Thank you. I'm so pleased to hear that. Uh, this has been a little strange recently, is the things that we were saying on the show over a year ago that everyone, including many conservatives, said w- was completely insane. That's all being proven 100% completely correct. This, actually, the same sort of thing is happening to Alex Jones at the moment, a little in in different ways. But I am reminded once uh, a profess- professor of mine from college who spends much of her time on the Internet uh, trying to... Uh, get attention by mentioning her students who are now in public life. She does this to Ben Sass, too. Uh, she once referred to me as the Alex Jones of the bougie. So maybe I think that's what that commenter is seeing as well. You know, when people had to get you, very important to protect your, your information, your data, your correspondence. That's why you gotta check out Start Mail. Free email services are not really free, okay? You don't get something for nothing, folks. Not on this earth. You pay with your privacy. Since those companies have access to every email you send and receive, big tech can sell your data to the highest bidder, which is why I trust Startmail to secure my email. Startmail keeps my email private, period. Every email is encrypted even if the recipient does not use encryption, which means big tech cannot read, scan, analyze, or sell one's personal information ever. Startmail also prevents government agencies from spying on you, like in Dragnet operations. Start mail, deleted means deleted, gone, forever. Startmail uses their own servers. It means they can't be put out of business. You get unlimited anonymous aliases. This feature protects your main email address from spam and phishing attacks. Guys, it's, it's 2021. You've seen what's going on. Even just this past week, you've seen what's going on with email security. Don't trust big tech. You shouldn't. Start securing your email privacy. With Start Mail, sign up today, you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Knowles. That is Start Mail with a T, S T A R T mail.com slash Knowles for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Knowles. Mara Gay was was driving around and she was horrified because she saw American flags. This is this is very, very terrible. The American flags are the if if a white person waves the American flag, this is proof that America has something to do with whiteness and that's horrible and people don't have a seat at the table. Notice what she's saying here. She's not just saying that America needs to no longer be synonymous with whiteness, right? She's not just saying that other people have something, you know, other types of people, brown people, black people have something to do with America too. She's saying that America needs to be separated. Completely separated from whiteness. That when white people, when conservatives, or you know, I, those are not the same group, but she's lumping them in together. When they are waving the American flag, when Trump supporters are waving the American flag, that that is terrible. That's very disturbing. The irony, of course, too, is that Donald Trump did better among non-white groups than virtually any Republican in recent memory. Actually, the only group that he didn't gain uh, in in votes during the 2020 election was white people. But Again, facts don't really matter to Mara Gay. Mara Gay doesn't even know how to pronounce basic words, right? She's referring to explicatives. So, this is a radical claim to say that we've got to totally separate America from whiteness because America's brought in lots of other people and plenty of people of all different backgrounds have contributed to America. However, if you get rid of the white people, you get rid of a lot of America, don't you? The, the pilgrims on the Mayflower gone. The settlers at Jamestown gone. The founding fathers gone. You, Abraham Lincoln gone. <laughs> you look what? I mean, even today, what, I mean, white people are 60% of the country. So if you completely separate white white people from America, what do you, what do you have? You have a, a rather different-looking country. Very different thing than saying let's bring some other people into the country. Let's acknowledge the contributions of other people. That's not what this woman is saying. And she proves it with that final comment. I'm disturbed by the American flag, she says. So the New York Times comes out and defends this woman. They say, New York Times editorial board member Mara Gay's comments on MSNBC have been irresponsibly taken out of context. Her argument was that Trump and many of his supporters have politicized the American flag. The attacks on her today are ill-informed and grounded in bad faith oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I, I'm, I have a feeling Mara Gay just wrote this from the New York Times Communications Department. Just uh, Since the New York Times doesn't know basic words, since the New York Times doesn't understand very basic facts of language, I should teach them about this word politicize. You can't politicize a flag. A flag is by definition political. A nation's flag refers to its politics. It refers to the public. It, it, the flag is is a political symbol. What they're taking issue with here is that the flag used to be a political symbol that was embraced by all Americans, no matter their po- partisan differences. But today, it has become a political partisan symbol of the right, because the left hates the flag, because the left hates the country, because the left protests the flag, says that the flag is as a symbol is a symbol of awful, terrible, bigoted, racist, whatever, because they hate the symbol and they hate the symbolized. This is why they protested on football fields. This is why they protested on sneakers. This is why they protested in the halls of Congress. And this is why they're embracing now other flags, like the rainbow flag. There's some new rainbow flag. They're embracing that one, like the BLM flag, but not the American flag. If anyone has politicized the American flag, it is the left. But what is the context here? What is the context that is missing? I don't, I don't really understand what that could be. She's very clear. Now, it's worth pointing out that Mara Gay is not the brightest bulb in the pack. Okay. Mara Gay very famously went on MSNBC with Brian Williams and uh, detailed how for all of the money that Mike Bloomberg had spent on his political ads, he could have given Americans each $1 million. You see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it.
1: Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million
0: dollars. i got it.
2: Let's put it up yeah. on the
0: screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent 500 million on ads, U.S. population 327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one million dollars and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it.
1: It's an incredible way of putting it. It's true. It's disturbing. It does. It does suggest, you know, what we're talking about here, which is there, there's too much money in politics.
0: <laughs> you just keep waiting for one of these two geniuses to realize that they're off by oh, uh, what five orders of magnitude, six. How many? For the amount of money, uh, Mike Bloomberg could have paid every American one dollar, <laughs> a little more than one dollar, not one million dollars, one dollar, but. Uh, this woman is not intelligent and she's not educated. And the, the same, obviously, is true of Brian Williams. It's not context. It's, this is a classic leftist gaffe where you accidentally say what you really mean. She's not the only one. Another anti-white agitator had the exact same excuse. You remember that lady at Yale, Dr. Aruna Kilanani? Well, Dr. Aruna Kilanani, who said that she has fantasies of shooting white people in the head and dragging their dead bodies around and, and that the world would thank her for it, uh, she's come and said, she was taken out of context. She says, quote, too much of the discourse on race is dry, bland regurgitation of new vocabulary words, <laughs> like uh, what was that word that Marguerite uh, made? Explicative, yes. Uh, With no work in the unconscious. No work in the unconscious? Pause right there. <laughs> she's saying too much of this is this dry, sort of jargony, you know, uh, uh, opaque language. And that doesn't have work in the unconscious. What on earth does that mean? That's you're just, you're doing what you're accusing others of doing. Anyway, she says, if you want to hit, hit the unconscious, (coughs) you will have to feel real negative feelings. My speaking metaphorically about my own anger was a method for people to reflect on negative feelings, to normalize negative feelings. Because if you don't, it will turn into a violent action. That, Not only is that incoherent, it's actually the opposite of true. She's saying that you need to feel, truly feel hatred for white people. Otherwise, you might harm white people. You need to to feel hatred for people. You need to let that hatred flow through you or else you might act on it. But that's not how psychology works. What what happens is the things you think actually have a relation, a, a positive correlation with the things that you do. This is a very basic observation. We even call it the near occasion of sin. If you're sitting at the bar, there's a cute girl at the end of the bar, and you just think about how great it would be to pick that girl up and take her home, you will be more likely to do that. If you sit and stew on your anger and you have that guy at the other end of the bar, you want to punch him in the face, the more you sit and stew and work yourself up and get your emotions going, the more likely you are to actually punch that guy in the face. This is a, a completely opposite Understanding of of human nature and human psychology. Not surprising, though, because this lady is a kook. Now another Yale, Nicholas Christakis. He was the the Yale professor who was screamed at by the girl who said that Yale is not an intellectual space. It's supposed to be a place of comfort and home. That was about five or six years ago. Uh, Christakis, he's a kind of soft liberal, uh, but you know he says many sensible things. But he's still still a liberal, basically. He he says. The racism expressed by Dr. Aruna Kilinani in the in, uh, ground rounds at Yale, just released by Barry Weiss, is deeply worrisome and counterproductive. Of course, as an invitee, she is free to speak on campus, but her views must be soundly rejected. No, nope. uh, she is free to speak on campus. This is this is tolerated, but Christakis' understanding of academic freedom here is farcical. It's a hoax. It is completely playing into the hands of the left. If this woman said the same thing about black people, she would not be permitted on campus, nor should she be. I, I don't think it's, I don't think our universities should be open to people talking about shooting whole groups of people in the head. But we're supposed to say she's free to speak on campus because it's against white people. It's a double standard. It's its based on a flawed understanding of, of academic freedom. And if we want to preserve our liberal education and our free speech, do you know what we gotta do? We need to censor some things. We need to recognize that there will be limits, always. I'm not even saying there should be. I'm just saying that's the fact of society. Some things are in, some things are out. This is the topic of my upcoming book, Speechless, controlling words, controlling minds, available now for pre-order. Strongly recommend you check it out. I also recommend you check out Rock Auto. You need a car part. You have the brick and mortar store down the street. You have your computer or your phone right in front of you. And you think, you fool, you think that you're gonna go to the brick and mortar store. You think that's gonna be easier, right? So you go there. Oh, you know what happens. They ask you a bunch of dumb questions about your car you don't know the answer to. They go in the back, probably to an empty room. They don't have the part. They go online, probably to rockauto.com. They order the part. They charge you twice as much. Oh, if only you had listened to me. If all, You're going to be kicking yourself. You're going to say, ah, Michael was right. I could have gone to rockauto.com, a family business. They got the same prices for pros and do-it-yourselfers. They don't change with all the gimmicky nonsense every Tuesday at three, you got to buy, but not at Wednesday. It's like, no, it's all right there. Catalog's so easy. Even I can peruse it. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, write Knowles, W L E S in there. How did you hear about us box? So that they know that we sent you. This Yale professor, Nicholas Christakis, is saying, look, this, this psychologist who came and said she wants to shoot white people on campus. Her views are terrible. They're racist. They should be rejected. But her views, of course, must be protected on campus. Uh, No. No, they mustn't. They wouldn't be in the other direction. William F. Buckley Jr. talks actually uses almost this exact example in God and Man at Yale, The Superstitions of Academic Freedom, the book that launched the post-war conservative movement in which he says Yale would never permit a neo-nazi or a white supremacist to teach in their sociology department now they might permit a black supremacist right they may, they might might permit one of these radicals in the other direction but they would not permit it going one way because there are standards and and nobody is advocating that they they permit, neo-Nazis to come on camp. I don't think that's what academic freedom means, but likewise, we shouldn't tolerate this crazy lady. Here's a good example of how academic freedom is is a total hoax. There's a new study out. I hope I stay on YouTube for this. This one's good. Oh, this is going to really test the limits, but it's a study. I got to read the study, right? There's a new study out from MedRxiv. It's not a peer-reviewed server, but by the way, peer review is fake. It's not like a real thing. So, and and there are plenty of studies that come out that do not have peer review. I'm just mentioning the study. Okay. Is that enough of a preface? The study says hydroxychloroquine helps to fight COVID-19. I'm not allowed to say that. I know because Trump said it. And so if Trump said it, it, it's got necessarily false. And because Fauci, I guess said not to do it, but he sort of tolerated. I don't know. I don't know. Just telling you what the study says. Okay that hydroxychloroquine helps protect against COVID-19. Based on this analysis of 250 patients who were on invasive medical ventilation during the first two months of COVID, turned out that hydroxychloroquine was associated, appears to be associated with a more than 100% increase in survival without a clear correlation to other sorts of abnormalities. You're, you're really not allowed to say this. I'm, and frankly, this video might be taken down because I said, because many other videos have been taken down for suggesting the very same thing. Some studies are permitted, some studies are not. There was a, I, I read a study early on in the epidemic where I pointed out that some scientists believe that they've come to this conclusion that the face masks don't do anything to stop coronavirus. And that video was taken down right? We were, you were actually not permitted to say that. Now, we, we have emails from Dr. Fauci admitting that that's true. We have video of Dr. Fauci on 60 Minutes admitting that that's true. But the academic freedom, quote unquote, only exists within certain political limits. You, some things are off limits. Some things are, are within bounds. And those change by the day according to prevailing uh, political winds. This study, by the way, if the study is true, just one more evidence that Trump was right. Speaking of COVID, speaking of the political standards here, a World Health Organization member has come out to say that China not only did engage in a massive cover up in its role in COVID 19, but it actually it is continuing to engage in that cover up. The problem that we face here isn't the WHO, it's not even really Dr. Fauci. The problem is that Chinese have engaged in a massive cover up that uh, is going on going until this until today involving destroying samples, hiding records, placing a universal gag order on Chinese scientists and imprisoning Chinese citizen journalists asking the most basic questions. That's what we need to to get around. So that's a, a current member of the WHO advisory committee, Jamie Metzl. China is engaging in a massive cover-up. Yes, obviously that's true. I'm not even interested in that. Do you know what cover-up I'm interested in? You know what cover-up is much more scandalous? The cover-up by the media, the cover-up by the United States government, the cover-up by the executive agencies, like by the NIH, by Dr. Fauci. It's not just China that's covering this up. Yeah, they're hiding their numbers. They hid the virus. They're trying to hide their culpability. So did the mainstream media. They carried water for China the whole time. So did Dr. Fauci carried water for China. Caught in in pretty serious lies saying that the United States was not funding gain of function research, the kind of research that beefs up natural viruses and makes them deadlier and more transmissible. Then he got caught in that. And then when Rand Paul caught him in that, he said, look, we don't fund this. And then Rand Paul said, you're not funding this doctor who's working on gain of function research. He said, look, okay, maybe we're funding him, but he's not working on gain of function research. And then not, not two seconds later, in the same breath, he says, and if he is, it's totally fine. I'm only slightly paraphrasing. <laughs> he's not doing it, but if he is, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. I want to talk about that cover up. I want to talk about how the, the media and the Fauci's and all these people said, no chance was this a human engineered virus. This is totally 100% naturally occurring. Then we find out, oh, actually, it looks like it was human engineered. We just found that out. No chance did this come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Oh, actually, yeah, no, it did. It almost certainly did. It didn't come from the wet market. It came from the lab. No chance did the United States fund this lab. Oh, whoops! Here, here's a leak. Turns out we funded the lab. No chance. It's just lie after lie after cover up after cover up. I expect that from the Chinese communist government, and frankly, I expect it from the media, and I expect it from our public health bureaucracy as well. But that's too bad, isn't it? It is more scandalous when our guys do that than when China does that. The lies are so brazen and it's not just in China. got to give him credit. Lester Holt at NBC News, not the most conservative guy in the world, but Lester Holt was interviewing Kamala Harris, sitting down about her trip to Guatemala. And he asked her a, a simple factual question. She lied She contradicted herself. He caught her in it. And she had nothing to say. Do you have any plans to visit the border
2: at some point? You know, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole this whole this whole thing about the border, we've been to the border. We've been to the border.
0: You haven't been to the border.
2: And I haven't been to Europe. And I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I
0: mentioned I, it because even I, okay. I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this. But Democratic Congressman Quayar, as a border district, has said to the, you and the president, "Come, you need, care, you need to see about, this." Listen,
2: I care about what's happening at the border. I'm in Guatemala because my focus is dealing with the root causes of migration. There may be. Uh, Some who think that that is not important, but it is my firm belief that if we care about what's happening at the border, we better care about the root causes and address them. And so that's what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) What kind of an answer was that? That was a classic Kamala answer. It is amazing that this woman has gotten into such a position of power, being so incompetent at the retail side of politics. Don't forget, people don't like her. She was one of, if not the first person out in the 2020 Democratic presidential primaries. She is a brazen liar, and she's not even that good at it. But behind the scenes, whether it's behind the scenes with uh, Willie Brown in California, whether it's behind the scenes doing whatever else, uh, she does find herself in positions of power. Why won't you go to the border? We have been to the border. You haven't been to the border. Well, yeah, but I haven't been to Europe either. Huh? Wait, what? You just, we have, so we, I can't believe I got to teach people very basic elements of language here. I got to teach the New York Times that explicative is not a word. I got to teach Kamala Harris what the first person plural pronoun is. We, I know there's a lot of confusion about pronouns these days. We involves you. When you, Kamala, say we, you're implying that you have done something. So you said, we have been to the border. And then Lester Holt says, you haven't been to the border. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's true. But what's your point? The point is, you just lied. You lied right to my face about something that is easily checked. Right? You say, well, I haven't been to Europe either. Yeah, we don't have hordes of Germans pouring over the border right now. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't have 6,000 Italians a day violating our laws and coming in. So, yeah, that, I guess our... Our border with Italy, you know, or that that giant ocean there, that's not the biggest issue. The the issue is what's going on at the southern border, and she doesn't want to get to it. I do think, by the way, that that part of the reason that Joe Biden has given Kamala this job of dealing with the border stuff is to twist the knife, is because I don't think Biden and Kamala like each other very much. I think Kamala basically took her first big shot during the campaign by calling Joe Biden a racist, okay? And Biden picked her because it it was a weak field and he had backed himself into a corner where he said he was going to pick a black woman and there just weren't very many choices. So it was either her or that communist Karen Bass. So he had to pick her, but I don't think he likes her. He's sending her down on this impossible job and she's failing at it. Now, that's not even the most outrageous thing that Kamala said at the border. Ben is going to be talking about outrageous things today on his show including how Hunter Biden said the N-word, the, N- the the single word that you're not allowed to say. Hunter Biden said it and no one is going to care about it. When it comes to political commentary from a conservative news source in America, is there any question that the Daily Wire has the very best of it? From every single one of my episodes, I hope you've seen them all. Now, some of them in the early days, some were somewhere not so great. But you know, in the last few years, they've been right on top. To my coworkers' workers podcasts, to our writers articles, there's always something worth a read or a listen. But as we grow, so does our content. And if you don't keep up, you might fall behind. When you subscribe to The Daily Wire and download the app, you will find well over a thousand articles published every month. There's something like 50 articles a day, I think. A daily video content, lots of shows, so much more. Download The Daily Wire app and stay up to speed with the freshest conservative voices around no matter where you are. We'll be right back with a lot more. (music) Kamala Harris down in Guatemala, lying to Lester Holt's face about how she has been to the border when she actually hasn't. But the craziest thing, the most radical thing she said in Guatemala must, be, must have been taken out of context. <laughs> that's That's what they say whenever the left says something that reveals their true intentions and beliefs. Kamala Harris said that she wants CEOs from around the world to invest, not in America, in Guatemala.
2: I will also continue to work with CEOs around the world to encourage investment in Guatemala. And Mr. President, I look forward to working with you on that. As I shared with you, In Washington, D.C., I recently convened some of our biggest CEOs who have a profound interest for many reasons on supporting the work that happens here and the work that can happen here in Guatemala to again uplift folks who may have been overlooked or neglected, but also uplift the natural capacity and resources of this beautiful country.
0: So there are two theories on how to deal with the illegal immigration problem. And these two theories reflect two radically different visions of the world. There is the liberal empire theory. Okay. The liberal empire view tries to deal with illegal immigration by getting to the alleged root causes of illegal immigration. So the liberal empire view of the world is in the liberal empire view of America, which is being espoused by Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and others, is not that we need to just arrest illegals and ship them back across the border where they came from. It's not that we need to stop illegal aliens from accessing government services and getting along just fine in our country. We need to create thriving economies and thriving political systems in Basically, every country in Latin America. We need the re- The root cause of illegal immigration is that El Salvador and Guatemala and Nicaragua and Honduras are not very good countries. They're not very nice. They're not pleasant. So people are fleeing them, and they're they don't they're not fleeing even political persecution a lot of the time, so much as they're fleeing the lack of economic opportunity. They're not stopping in Mexico, right? They're not stopping in the first country they get to away from their political system they're going to America so they can make money. Okay, fair enough. I understand why they're doing that. The root causes liberal empire view is we, it is our responsibility to turn Guatemala into a thriving Madisonian democracy that has a booming economy and lots of industry, and then people won't leave. That's what Kamala Harris wants to do. So she's inviting CEOs to Guatemala. Then there is the actual way to stop illegal immigration. The actual way to stop illegal immigration, you might call this the nationalist view, is to say, hey, the U.S. government has a responsibility to U.S. citizens and to U.S. workers, and we're not going to tolerate you pouring across our border. And when you do it, you know what we're going to do? We're going to ship you back. And if you somehow get through, you're not going to be able to get a job. And if I, even if you can work in the black market in some way, you're not going to be able to access any government services. Life is going to be hard for you here if you, the first thing you do is violate our laws. If your very presence in the country is a crime, we're not going to make it easy for you and you're going to go back. And by the way, if you if you do make money here and you try to send it back home, we're going to tax your remittances and we're ju- and we're going to force employers to make sure that they're not hiring illegal aliens. We're just going to actually we're not going to deal with the, the root causes, whatever that means. We're not going to create thriving Madisonian democracies in Honduras. We're just going to stop you from coming into the country and boot you out when we catch you, right? That strategy works. You will, you will not make Madisonian democracies out of all the countries of Latin America. It's just, it's just not good. That's not how politics works, okay? And we, and we also don't have the time or resources to do that. <laughs> it's, it's hard enough to, to keep our own country on the rails. And we're not doing a great job at that either. We're not going to do it for every other country in Latin America and on earth, much as the liberal imperialists want to. This nationalist idea is actually being advocated now, not by the extreme right-wing fascist Trump. Mitt Romney tweeted this out. He he tweeted out exactly what I said. I can't believe I'm saying this. I uh, agree with Mitt Romney 100% on this issue today. I know he changes his views sometimes, but today he and I agree 100%. The way to stop illegal immigration is to deport illegal aliens. It's to close down our border. It's to put in measures like e verify. It's to do things like tax remittances. It's to deal with the issue here in America because that's what the United States has a responsibility to do deal with our own country and protect our own people. How outrageous if you are out of work. There are a lot of people out of work. You're out of work right now and you're somewhere in middle America and you hear your vice president going out and lobbying CEOs, not on your behalf, not on behalf of her own country, but on behalf of some foreign nation somewhere else in the world. But that's their view. That is their view of the the relationship of the American government to the American people. That really it has no special responsibility, that the American government is the liberal empire and its citizens really are just the citizens of the world. So Joe Biden sends Kamala Harris to the border, I assume, to make her look bad. Biden's got big problems in his own family, though. So Ben is going to be talking about this at length today. But this is the the big shocking scandal of Hunter Biden. This, This is probably the least shocking scandal that Hunter Biden has ever been involved in. But this is the one that's getting a lot of attention now. Hunter Biden used the N-word in a private text. The N-word. Now, how did the N-word become the N-word? You know, this is a word I truly, I cannot say it. You, we all know what I'm referring to, so I don't need to say it. But this word is the only unutterable word in the English language. Plenty of words are discouraged, but this one is unutterable. And that's a fairly new situation. I actually detail how this happened in my upcoming book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds, which is available now for pre-order. The New York Times was printing this word until quite recently, actually. But now it won't print this word. It will only print the N-word. Hunter Biden, while texting with his white, very expensive lawyer, said things like true debt, N-word. Now, you know, there's there are two kinds of N-word: hard R and soft R. Okay. You know, I don't <laughs> I can't say it because if I do, I will be banished to the outer darkness where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. So I can't even say it to de- describe it to you. But there's, there's one that ends in er, and there's one that ends in uh. And, hun- and uh is a little softer and more colloquial, and people use it in a, in a more friendly context. And then the er is decidedly unfriendly. Hunter used the uh, okay? So he was using, I'm not defending anything that Hunter Biden's ever done, for that matter, but he was just using this in a private message. Now, this is, a, this is the unforgivable sin. That's what they're going to get him on? that's what they're going to get him on? No, they they actually, he won't, he won't face any consequences for this, even though this is supposedly the worst thing he's ever done. The guy has used illicit drugs. The guy cheated on multiple wives and including then shacking up with his dead brother's widow and then cheating on her with a stripper with whom he had a child that he refuses to acknowledge and that Joe Biden very cruelly refuses to acknowledge. Joe Biden will not acknowledge one of his grandchildren, good old friendly Uncle Joe, right? Oh, sweet old grandpa Joe Biden just will not acknowledge this girl's existence. Can you imagine you're this little girl? Your grandpa's the president of the United States. He refuses to acknowledge that that you're alive. All that, no big deal. Then you had the political problems. This guy was taking, that's a personal scandal. The, the political scandal is this guy was shaking down foreign governments and, and taking bribes for political favors from his father. And there's a lot of evidence that his father carried through on some of those favors, notably in Ukraine. But he was also taking money and taking meetings in China for skills that he does not possess. And en- enriched himself tremendously this way. Doesn't matter. There were videos of him on the internet right now videos of him with prostitutes overseas doing all sorts of things of very dubious legality from a laptop that was discovered before the election that very few people know anything about because big tech colluded with the liberal state to shut it down. When that story broke about Hunter Biden's laptop, you weren't even allowed to privately message the story because There's one set of standards for some people and one set for another. Hunter Biden says the N-word, he'll be fine. Doesn't matter. If Hunter Biden's not going to get in trouble for taking bribes and selling out the US government, he's not going to get in trouble for saying a word. Now, if you said the N-word, you you would get in trouble. Your life would be ruined. Hunter Biden, completely different. I'll I'll show you the double standard. Kelly Stewart, she was somebody on ESPN, apparently. She has been fired. Uh, She was a betting, betting analyst there. She has been fired because nine years ago, she sent some tweets using a slur for homosexuals. This is a slur that has been very common in popular discourse over the years. It has meant many things. It means a bundle of sticks. It means a cigarette in the United Kingdom. And she used this just on social media nine years ago. They ax her for it. They're not going to ax Hunter Biden They're not going to act. They're going to ax Megyn Kelly for talking about blackface, but they're not going to ax Joy Behar, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Ralph Northam, Justin Trudeau for wearing blackface (laughs) because it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the rule itself. It has everything to do with the imposition. That is the mechanism of political correctness, which is something I observe and explain. In my upcoming book, Speeches, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Speaking of allegedly offensive things, more statues are coming down. You remember in Charlottesville, there was that that awful attack, uh, was it four years ago? Really, I'm not being facetious here. There actually, a guy drove in and killed a girl. Uh, So there was this this bad attack, and it it was associated with a march that was ostensibly to defend, defend historical statues specifically of Confederate monuments. And so these issues now are totally blended together. The the protest, and and also because there were some savory people at at this rally, but there were also some very unsavory people. Donald Trump got in trouble for saying there were very fine people on both sides. And uh, they said, you called white supremacists very fine people. Joe Biden launched his presidential campaign on that. You can play the tape. Donald Trump specifically said, I'm not referring to neo-Nazis neo- or white supremacists or whatever. I'm not referring to them, right? But because of this, Charlottesville has, has now being treated as, as one of the darkest days in the history of the United States. Notice when we talk about Black Lives Matter, which it, during those BLM riots, many, many, many more people were killed than at Charlottesville, which, bad event, right? But BLM, no, that was mostly peaceful. That was a wonderful protest for justice and progress. But any other event, even if it's much less deadly, even if it's much more contained, that's much, much worse because there obviously is a double standard here. So what about the issue? We're not talking about the guy who killed that lady. He's going to rot in prison. We're not talking about the bad people. We're just talking about the historical question. Should we tear down statues? Well, the answer now, I guess, is yes. Robert E. Lee came down or is coming down and Stonewall Jackson is coming down. This is very dangerous stuff. And the fact that some conservatives still don't get this is is a big problem because we already know how this ends, right? During the Charlottesville event, Donald Trump came out and he said, look, maybe you don't like Robert E. Lee. Maybe you don't like Stonewall Jackson. Robert E. Lee, by the way, was actually rather an admirable guy, fought for a bad cause, but he was an admirable guy. But he said, maybe let's say you hate Robert E. Lee, you hate Stonewall Jackson, you hate all these people. It's not about them. Today, they're tearing down Robert E. Lee. Tomorrow, they're going to be tearing down Thomas Jefferson. And everyone laughed at Trump. And then within a year or two, he was proven 100% correct. That's what they were doing. I had to go give a speech at George Washington University to defend George Washington because they wanted to cancel George Washington at George Washington University in Washington, D.C., for goodness sakes. That's what happens when you, when you start to tear down your past, there's no limiting principle. You're going to, you're going to, they're, they're going to be tearing down statues of BLM within some decades because they're going to find some problems with BLM finally. They're going to tear down everybody. It's a purely negative campaign. Okay. And what's the, what's the argument? The argument for tearing down all of these things is that America is an evil white supremacist terrible country in which, to quote LeBron James, black people can't walk out the door without being hunted down. That is obviously not true. Uh, Just a little quick clip. There was a video out of Chicago of a cop car driving through a neighborhood, lots of people around, basically all the people around were black. And you can see on the clip that a woman is twerking on... Two women are twerking on the hood of the cop car as it's driving. And the cops are saying, get off the car. And all sorts of people, and I th- basically I think every single person, maybe including the cops in this video, is black. Oh, I'm sorry, three women are twerking on the cop car. Lots of people are touching it, and the cops are doing nothing. They're just driving very slowly and saying, please, please, come off the car. <laughs> There, there is no police brutality. <laughs> Isolated instances, maybe, as, a, as an epidemic problem, it simply doesn't exist. The police are not, are not overly forceful. If anything, the police are insufficiently forceful because they're letting these people dance on cop cars while they're driving around. Goodness, great. and I get why they're insufficiently forceful because they know that if they use any force, their lives will be destroyed. The reality of the situation in the United States is very, very different than the narrative that we are told by the left. The argument that America is oppressive and evil to people with, not forget race for a second, forget even sex. Let's talk about sexual identity. That is also ridiculous. Burger King just tweeted out yesterday. Burger King. Bleh. Burger King tweets out, quote, they're referring to their chicken sandwich. The chicken, I guess chicken is their chicken sandwich, says... LGBTQ plus rights. They don't, uh, says what? They're just saying, uh, it's like when Kirsten Gillibrand was was filmed during her failed presidential campaign. It was during a pride event. She just goes, gay rights. (laughs) I was like, well, what about them? What are you saying? They say the same thing. They say, during pride month, even on Sundays, your chicken sandwich craving can do good. We are making a donation to HRC for every chicken sold. So this is a direct shot at Chick-fil-A, and through Chick-fil-A, this is a direct shot at Christians. What they're saying is that they're going to donate to one of the most evil organizations in the entire country, the Human Rights Campaign. The Human Rights Campaign is the, this preposterously named organization that existed to get, and it founded by some very, very unsavory people who've, who've done very, very creepy things, uh, founded to redefine marriage. And they, they succeeded at redefining marriage. They're the organization with the equal sign. And because they succeeded at that, but they wanted to keep their money coming in, they now have moved on to the transgender issue, which is ironic because it seems to, in many ways, undercut the homosexual rights issue. And now they're, they want you to trans your kids, right? So now <laughs> the, the HRC, tr- I mean, truly a vile, wicked organization that should not exist in this country, is getting money from your whopper on Pride Month, even on Sundays. haha. Ha, get it? Ha ha. Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays because it's a Christian company, but we're an anti-Christian company. Ha ha, yeah. We're so subversive. We're so subversive. What are you talking about? That's the dominant culture. Right now, if you, if you went out in the dominant culture and you espoused a modern, secular, atheist, liberal worldview on anything, on life, on sex, on rights, on government, do you think that would get you into more trouble than if you were a Christian and you went out and just expressed the Christian view of these things? No, of course not. You could lose your job, you could lose your place in society, you could lose your reputation if you espoused Christian orthodoxy. In fact, if you want to maintain those sorts of things, your place in society, your reputation, your job, very often you have to, to some degree, implicitly or explicitly, go along with leftist orthodoxy. And it's very hard to keep up with that orthodoxy. There is now a battle brewing on the the sexual revolutionary left between the bisexuals and the pansexuals. What is a pansex? I'm, you know, being Italian, I've often considered myself a pansexual. You get some nice fatty meats frying up in there. Oh man, that gets that gets my motor running, baby. There are very few No, That's not what it It's not sexual attraction to pans and the delicious foods in them. It is Sexual attraction, I guess, to just everything or the sexual identity involving just everything. It's very vague. And this is, is offensive to bisexual people who actually believe that there is a gender dichotomy, right? There is men and, and women. And those are the two things. There's now more than two things. So a brilliant sexual philosopher and girl with green hair and tattoos and piercings and things. And apparently a paperclip through her nose. Uh, came out and explained this issue.
3: Guess what, my patience has run out. Pansexuality is not inherently biphobic. They are both valid sexualities, both of them. And while, yes, I have seen pansexual people use that label for questionable reasons, they pretty quickly get it once you explain things to them. They do. And not only that, but do you know who likes to use specific or micro labels? Neurodivergent people. Sometimes we just have to do whatever we can to feel safe and comfortable. And using a more specific label can be our outlet for that. If you took all that energy you spend calling people biphobic and saying they're performing bi erasure and just educated them, there would be less biphobia. There would be less bi erasure. Because you've explained it and people will know the difference. I have f-ing had it with you guys. Jesus f***.
0: Uh, okay, I've only got a couple minutes here and I've got to process that and try to explain it. She's obviously wrong about everything here, but I think what she's trying to say is that the pansexual people and the bisexual people have totally different views of the world. They're completely incompatible and contradictory, but actually that's not a problem because we're going to tolerate all of these things. And we're going to add another complication here that neurodivergent people, which is, I believe it's a euphemism for people with autism. I could be wrong, but it refers to people who have sort of quirky... uh, ways of seeing the world. Uh, I believe that's what it means. So they actually prefer the specificity. So that's, you got to be tolerant of that too. And if we just have education, then we'll all understand. But the problem is you can't, uh, education is not going to solve this problem of of incompatible visions, right? The the law of non-contradiction. You can't simultaneously hold views uh, coherently that contradict one another. So it doesn't solve the problem, but she's, she's very exasperated. I mean, frankly, there's no difference between what this girl is doing and what John Oliver does or what John Stewart did, right? They would just, they would say some stupid liberal talking point, but then they would just scream an expletive. It's say, you know, uh, we need to radically redefine marriage or whatever. The babies aren't babies and it's the current year. And then they would just scream like F, you know, come on, what the F or whatever. And that was supposed to substitute for an argument. Where are people learning this? They're learning it on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon now teaming up with the drag queen to teach kids about all of the pan, the pan and the bi and the divergence and the everything.
1: It's pride, everybody. Every color. is a gift orange means healing and we have to persist in working to heal the world and healing ourselves yellow means sunlight cuz you gotta shine bright green means nature and we gotta
0: all right, pause, pause, hold. I can't, uh, you know, the, it is the pan, I was following it, and the trans, and I was sort of following that, and the buy, okay. Then they added the divergence thing, and I thought, okay, that seems unrelated, but I'll bring that in. And now they're bringing in environmentalism, and I'm extraordinarily, extraordinarily confused. I think maybe that's the point. I think the point might be to keep us confused. You know, you look at these things in context, though, and, and you start to get the idea. I think the point is to stop us from thinking, to stop us from questioning, to stop us from debating, and to just go along with it. I'm Michael Knowles. This is the Michael Knowles Show. I'll see you tomorrow. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, Be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Andrew Klavan Show, and The Matt Walsh Show. The Michael Knowles Show is produced by Ben Davies. Executive Producer, Jeremy Borey. Our Technical Director is Austin Stevens. Supervising Producers, Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Production Manager, Pavel Vidovsky. Editor and Associate Producer, Danny D'Amico. Audio Mixer, Mike Coramina, Hair and Makeup by Nika Geneva. And Production Coordinator, McKenna Waters. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2021. Burger King and Nickelodeon push radical far-left LGBT propaganda. The CEO of Pfizer says that children don't really need the vaccine, but they're going to be testing it on kids anyway for the sake of protecting adults. Chris Harrison of The Bachelor has officially lost his job after groveling and apologizing to the mob, despite having done nothing wrong. And National Geographic has a message for Whitey. Be ashamed. Be very ashamed. All of that and much more today on The Matt Wall Show.